you want more time, money, freedom, and have a business that's not reliant on you, then you're in the right place. Each week, Mark Creedon, along with some of the very best business minds in the world, will take you through simple, practical steps you can take to create the business you always wanted. From his own practical experience, Mark will show you how to work less, make more, and get the business you always wanted, the one that you deserve. Now here's your host, one of Australia's most sought-after business coaches, Mark Creedon. Welcome to the latest edition of the Mastermind for Business podcast. I'm Mark Creed, your host. Hey, do you work off a to-do list? And do you find that you just keep like doing new to-do lists? If you'd like to know how you can stop using those to-do lists and achieve so much more, uh, you are absolutely in the right place. That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Let's get that underway. The thing about to-do lists I find is that and you know, as you're listening to this, I'm sure there's going to be lots of people going, oh my God, that's me. You know, we do a to-do list and then we tick off the things on it and and there are things we don't get done, so we put them over to tomorrow's to-do list. And and so this this process goes. And if ever I'm presenting this particular topic, you know, in a live event, I always ask the question, is there anybody here who's ever just put something on their to-do list just so they can cross it off? And invariably, there always is. So as you're sitting there with you going for a walk or a jog or in your car right now listening to this podcast, have you ever put something on your to-do list just so you can cross it off? Because you want to get that little endorphin rush of going, yes, I've got this done. I didn't have it on my list, but I've got it done. So now I'm going to put it on the list just so I can cross it off. If that's you, please stop it. I'm going to show you how to do that. Rather than having a to-do list you get a bunch of things done and then you run over to another to-do list and another to-do list and every day, every day. I use a very simple process called preloading your calendar. I have to be really honest. I don't know where I learned this from, but it's been, it's been incredibly helpful. I Once a week, I sit down and I map out my week. Once a year, I sit down and map out my year. There are things that you will do in your business that you do on a daily, weekly, monthly, or maybe quarterly basis. So for example, I know every quarter I have a meeting with Scott Grady and the guys from CNS Accountants, shout out to the boys, where you know they we work through our tax planning. We do some budget reviews and then we look at tax planning and 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 so I know that happens every quarter. So I can lock that into my calendar in advance. And if I'm smart, I lock that in a year in advance because then I I I then don't have to think about it, right? It's there, it's going to happen, it's locked away. You can do exactly the same things with your monthly, your weekly, and your daily tasks. So for me, every day, uh, I have a process where I where I kind of brain dump. I take it in, in, in the morning, I brain dump everything out of my head that I'm thinking of and shoot it off in an email and I brain dump and get it out. Once, twice a week, I sit down with Samantha and we work through that brain dump. So she'll come back, back to me and go, I've got all your brain dumps. There's 45 there, 30 of them I've been able to deal with. I've you know passed those on. I've delegated those to other people, but there's 15 that man, I've got no idea what you were talking about or thinking about and I need to get in behind it and understand it a bit better. So with those tasks that that you have that, are, that are, have to be done every day, or every week, or every month, preload them into your calendar. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you will have heard me 
use the term that cash flow follows your calendar. All that means is that that the, the more that you calendar the important things in your business, the things that are going to contribute to or generate cash flow, the more likely they are to happen. Because what happens is, particularly if if you're in, you know, you're in a small business, and there might be only you, and you know, I don't know, anywhere up to maybe 10, 15 employees, whatever it might be. But you know, most things sort of all roads lead to you, and so you can get dragged into the trenches. You can get caught into the quagmire really easily. But if you've, and so what then happens is the things that are kind of important for your cash flow just don't get done right. They're the last things on the to do list, and they go over to the next day, and the next day, and the next day. If you have them preloaded in your calendar, then provided you follow your calendar and you make your calendar king, which is what you should be doing, then you don't have to think about them anymore. They're just in there and they're going and they're going to happen. When I was presenting this just the other day, somebody said to me, okay, that's a great concept. What do you do with things that just come up? But, you know, if you've got something that comes up urgently and you've actually preloaded your calendar, what will, what you will find is you will you will have space in your calendar that you haven't preloaded things into, and you will be able to drop those urgent things in. And the good part about it is, urgent things won't override you know regular things because you'll you'll run those urgent things around things that you've already got preloaded into your calendar. So, what is how does preloading work? It works like this. You sit down and you work out what are, the th- what are the things that you do daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly, and you preload those into your calendar. If you can do it for a year, great. If you can do it for a quarter, you know, whatever works for you, right? The, the concept is that you know there's, there's no real right or wrong answer to most of this. It's about whatever works to you, but there is a right or wrong structure, and that's really what we're talking about here is the concept of what, what is the structure. So the structure is to preload your daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly tasks into your calendar. The next thing is to take your to-do list and and sort of at the beginning of the week, map get right. What are all the things that I have to get done this week, and then preload them into your calendar. Now, when I talk about preloading, I don't mean put them in. Oh, I'm going to do that Wednesday, or I'm going to going to do that Thursday. Instead, it's oh, I'm going to do that Wednesday at nine a.m. So imagine I've got a whole bunch of things on my to-do list and one of them is I need to chat with Nicholas, who's on the other side of the camera recording this podcast. I need to chat with Nick about some podcast recording. If I just put that on my to-do list, you know, I'll get home, you know, three afternoons and go, oh, I forgot to ring Nick. Instead, if I put it in and go, I'm going to ring Nick at 10 o'clock on Thursday, now out of my head, I don't have to think about it. It's now locked away. It's in the calendar and it happens. So the more that you can take your your daily, weekly, monthly tasks and your to-do list and then preload them into your calendar so that they are all there, the more likely you are to get all of those things actually completed and done. It's a really simple hack. But here's kind of the, the, the next level on this, how you can put this on steroids. If you are working with an assistant, whether it's a personal assistant, a VA, whatever it might be, if you're working with an assistant and you have this model in place, you're then in the position where you, where you can teach your assistant to do this for you. So as you, if you sit down with them and you work at all the things that need to be done, you can have them preload all of this into your calendar. So when you start working with your assistant, you can preload all of that stuff 
you can put it in there and it happens. And can I tell you, when I say calendar is king, calendar is absolutely king for me. I put my personal things into my calendar, things that I, you know, that I wanted to do. I had breakfast the other day with with Sam and Nick. You know, I put it into my calendar. I mean, not that I'm going to forget that I'm having breakfast with them, but it just means that nobody else can come in and go, oh, Mark, I've, you know, I put this appointment in your calendar for 8.30 on, on Tuesday morning or Thursday morning. And I go, oh, actually, that's when I was having breakfast with, with Samantha and Nicholas. So even preloading those personal things into your calendar is going to make a huge difference. It's going to put you back in control of your calendar. And at the end of the day, really, the reason you have a calendar is so that you're in control of it. Here's what you do. You put your daily, your weekly, monthly, and quarterly tasks into your calendar. The next thing you do is you map out your to-do list. Now, for me, I like to do that at the beginning of the week. I map out my to-do list. I lock those things into the calendar. If something comes up, and it always does, if something that comes up that comes up and, and, and it's urgent, then you deal with it. But if something comes up and it's not particularly urgent, it's just something that has to be done, then what you can do is instead of just making yourself like a like a post-it note, please don't use post-it notes. I mean, they're very useful, but not for making task lists. Instead of making yourself a note or a post-it note, instead enter it straight into your calendar. Right? Enter it straight into your calendar. Lock those things in. The other thing, and th- this is a question that I was asked the other day about, you know, when we were talking about preloading the calendar and, and somebody said, well, you know, that's a great idea. I can see how that can work. What do I do about time for me? You know, like thinking time, planning time. Uh, it's exactly the same process. Lock that in to your calendar. I have time set aside every morning, which is my thinking time. It's time where I, I get up, I make a coffee, I journal, and then immediately after, my, I mean, obviously, you know, journaling is a part of the, of the thinking process, but immediately after journaling, I just take some time just to think, just to think about, okay, so, you know, what what did I just journal about? What does it mean? What's going on for me? What's a priority? What's not? And just take time to think about whatever it is you need to turn your mind to. And so I map that thinking time out. It's already in my calendar. Time for you, it's vitally important to include that in this preloaded calendar process, right? Because otherwise what we do, generally speaking as as service business owners and professionals, we tended to dedicate so much of our time to looking after other people, we forget to actually look after ourselves. And so what I want you to do is think about what are the things that you need to do and how can you dedicate time to them by preloading that into your calendar, looking after you, looking after those around you. In an earlier episode, we spoke about the concept of of setting aside time for you. And we said, you know, you need to look at the people around you, you know, what it is you do for play and how do you improve your performance. So, you know, I put all of that in my calendar. I put, you know, gym times, I put yoga times, they're all in my calendar. And it just means that nobody can come in because I use Calendly People can jump into my calendar. I mean, you can set you can set parameters around that, obviously. But people can jump into my calendar and they can book things, or you know, Samantha or, or or MJ may jump in and and put things into my calendar. They can't do that if I've preloaded the important things into my calendar in advance. So it's a pretty simple time hack. But it, if you talk about how do I get control of my calendar, that's the best way to do it. Before we wrap up this episode, I've got a couple of other little hacks I want to share with you. 
And the first one is it's this is all about time, right? So we're talking about putting things into your calendar because you get the most amount of your time out if you've preloaded your calendar. The next thing is about emails. You know, I did a podcast uh, a few episodes ago about batching your emails. I had somebody say to me the other day, oh, yeah, look, it's good in theory. Uh, can I tell you, it absolutely works if you batch your emails. But there's something a little bit more important than that. And that is if you want to be in control of your calendar, you also have to be in control of your email inbox. And remember that your email inbox is just somebody else's priority list. Say that again. Your email inbox is simply somebody else's priority list. So the more you control, more that you control your email inbox, the more you control your time, the more you control your priorities, your calendar, et cetera. So how do you control your inbox? Apart from batching that we spoke about a couple of episodes ago, other thing you can do is turn off your notifications. Turn off notifications on your emails. And then, so so batch, turn off notifications. The third thing is, please do not check your emails first thing in the morning. So you'd be amazed. You're probably sitting there going, mm, I'd be amazed because that's me. You'd be amazed at how many people actually check their emails first thing in the morning. I remember years ago, I had a good mate. And the first thing he would do every morning is light up a cigarette. So he would literally, he would literally wake up, reach over to his bedside cabinet and, and light up a ciggy. And to help him to change that, he actually started putting his cigarettes, you know, on, on the duchess rather than on the bedside table. And then eventually it was on the kitchen table. So at least he had to get up and walk out to get his ciggies. It's very clever in lots of ways because what he was doing was systematically desensitizing himself to that, to that habit, right? He was using external measures to remove himself and there's a whole bunch of neuropsychology behind it. But you can do the same thing with your emails. How do you wean yourself off your emails? Number one, turn off your notifications. Number two, or number one, batch them. Number two, turn off your notifications. Number three, don't check your emails first thing in the morning. And and there's a real there's a real reason for this, apart from the fact that you get back in control of your email inbox. The other thing is it's it's almost like a mood control. Because if the first thing you do in the morning is check your emails and all your emails are great and everybody's happy and it's going really well you know, it's probably going to be a pretty good day. But if the first thing you do is check your emails and there's kind of a really kind of a shitty email there, guess what kind of a mood you're going to be in? You're not going to be in a good mood from the get-go. Whereas if instead you've planned out your day, you've gone through your morning routine, maybe you've journaled, you've had a coffee, whatever it is you might do, spoke to the kids, spent some time looking after you, nurturing you, done some reading, done some exercise, you've done all that first and then you come to your emails You've built up a level of resilience, right? It's like a bank account. Imagine that that a bad email it kind of, you know, drains twenty percent of your bank account. Well, if twenty percent is all you've got in there, then you are drained from the get go. Whereas if you've built up that bank account, you've built up that resilience by doing some exercise, by doing some journaling, by spending time with those who matter most, by spending some thinking time. Any of those things that build up the resilience. When you suddenly open that email inbox and it's kind of not really what you'd like, you're not going to get kind of, you know, you're not going to have the rug pulled out from under you. You're not going to feel like you're just completely sideswiped. I think it was John Lennon who wrote, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. So you're not going to get sideswiped by by a bad email if you've built the resilience up. Hey, this is just a really quick episode to give you 
a few little hints. Let's recap on what they are. The number one thing we talked about is how you preload your calendar. There are things to do on a daily, weekly, and monthly or quarterly basis. Get them into your calendar. Knock out your to-do lists at the beginning of the week. And as new things add to it, rather than just adding them on the list, preload them into your calendar. Now, your calendar is going to look full, but at least you're not going to have this massive to-do list. One last little tip actually on that that I, that I got from Dan Martell, and, and it is something that, that, that is absolutely true. When you're loading things into your calendar, don't leave gaps in between. So I always used to say, oh, yeah, look, I need like a 15-minute gap between, between appointments or between you know, tasks that I'm doing. But the truth is that 15 minutes isn't really enough to do anything. I mean, unless it's you know, morning tea time or lunchtime or something, but it really isn't enough time to do anything. You, know, you, you can't get your head into something. A whole bunch of neuropsychological research that looks at how long it takes you to get out of something and then back into something and how much time you lose. So leaving a 15-minute gap between appointments is actually counterproductive. Back your appointments up, run them back to back. You'd be better off having a big batch at the end of the day because you've squeezed all your appointments in to the morning and then you get like a two or three hour as opposed to, you know, four or five little 15-minute gaps that really aren't going to serve you. So daily, weekly, monthly tasks, your to-do list, preload in your calendar, fill your calendar up, you know, batch them all up uh, with your emails, batch your emails, turn your notifications off, please. Don't check your emails first thing in the morning. I hope that by following this process, you're going to get a lot more kind of clarity and comfort to what it is that you do. These are the sort of little simple tips, tricks, and hacks that we teach our mastermind clients all the time. If you are in a service business or a professional practice and you think, hey, do you know what? I reckon I could really learn a lot from this and it would help me. Metropolemastermind.com.au. We'd love to have a chat to you and see how we can help you. Until we chat in the next episode of the Mastermind for Business podcast, I'm Mark Creighton. Thanks for joining us on the Mastermind for Business podcast. If you're ready to have a business that you're not a slave to, check out metropolemastermind.com.au or have a chat with Mark and the team at all the W's see what's possible dot today.